0: Hi everyone, welcome to The Funnel, an experience driven commerce podcast. I'm Shannon Abel, media marketing specialist at Blue Acorn ICI. Each episode, I interview e commerce experts to discuss the latest trends and topics that matter most to brand and retail professionals. Today we have with us Vid Sukumar. He's the Director of Partnerships at Signified. Welcome, Vid.
1: Thank you, Shannon. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, Before we hop in and talk about revenue optimization and fraud, can you tell us a little bit about your background? What do you do at Signified? Sure. Uh,
1: I'm a Director of Partnerships at Signified. What that means is uh, I lead our global agency practice. And I get to work with tier one partners, such as Blue Acon and Pred signifies expands through our partner ecosystem.
0: Awesome. So one thing I wanted to start with, I think this just really leads in well with what we're gonna talk about today is what keeps brands up at night?
1: Sure, great question. So I think we need to take a step back and actually talk about uh, you know the, the ecosystem, right? And what merchants are doing to actually attract customers and retain customers. So if you think about how it works uh, upstream and I guess up funnel, pun intended. Uh, So as customers are paying out tons of money to Facebook, Google and Amazon to attract customers, it's imperative that they retain these customers and convert these customers once they show up on your website, right? So merchants do a a couple of things to do that. So one is they're investing heavily in omni-channel experiences. Uh, to fight back against the Amazons of the world, which have obviously you can't beat Amazon uh, from an operation standpoint, so you have to actually try and beat them on customer experience, right? So CX is the playing ground for most merchants. Now, what that does, it it takes a toll on how much they're spending downstream, right? So there's top of the funnel pressure in terms of acquisition costs, acquiring and reacquiring customers via f- uh, Facebook, Google, and Amazon. And then you're spending tons of money to actually retain these customers uh, in the era of heightened customer expectations. So what all that means is retailers are now operating with razor thin margins. So it, it becomes all the more important that once you attract a high intent customer onto your website, you convert them, right? And that's where Signified helps. And and that to your question, that's what keeps keeps retailers up at night.
0: So Signify essentially makes sure that a brand isn't going to turn away customers that are they're actually on the website, they have the intent to purchase, Signify is going to make sure that they're not turned away because of some maybe rule they had previously on their website or anything like that.
1: Essentially the fear of fraud, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to lose customers who you've paid a ton of money acquiring because of the fear of fraud. So we remove those barriers and ensure that that transaction goes through, customer's happy, and then it's not just that one transaction. If you think about it, it's the lifetime value associated with that customer, right? Uh, I believe Pitney Bowes conducted a study in 2018 which showed that 25 to 35% of customers will not shop at a site again if they're declined for the wrong reason so it's not just that one transaction you're losing it's potentially the lifetime value associated with that customer
0: right and it could also be they're gonna go tell their friends and family too oh i tried buying something on here they decline me for whatever reason they don't know yeah and so they're also getting that negative brand um, image out there exactly
1: and the same study actually quoted the the stat was 60 percent of millennials are actually uh inclined towards sharing those negative experiences Mm -hmm. online so you know it you you hit them right. on the head, right? So that's exactly what they would do after bad experience with a storefront.
0: Mm-hmm. So how can a commerce production platform like Signified essentially help optimize their revenue? And then we also, in an earlier conversation we had, we kind of talked about the difference between rules-based platform yep. versus a Signify. So can you kind of dive into that? Sure.
1: So yeah, again, if you actually look at how the funnel plays out, you have various pieces of software interacting with one another. So you have the marketing layer up front. You know, upstream in the funnel where, you know, a a KPI for someone who owns that particular stack within the tech stack uh, is driven around how much traffic do I get to the site, right? How much of that high-end traffic am I driving to the website? You then have the payments layer, the, the fraud layer, and the operations layer as it goes through to fulfillment. Now, each of these layers within the tech stack, people who own them have different incentives, right? So if you were to zoom out and actually look at holistically, there are usually inefficiencies built into the tech stack but you're not able to see that unless you take a step back and look at it holistically, right? the big picture view. So what we enable merchants to do is actually break down those inefficiencies, those silos which exist within the tech stack and optimize for each part of the tech stack. right? To give you a few examples, since you mentioned rules-based, as you move from the marketing layer to the payments layer, typically merchants will enable hard-coded rules, either the e-commerce platform level or the payment processor level, where for instance, a good example is if the distance between the billing address and the delivery address entered, you know, while checking out is greater than X miles, decline that order because there's a high likelihood that this could be a fraudulent transaction. Or if there's a mismatch between the billing address and delivery address, right? But think about a classic example of a parent shipping out a mattress to a dormitory across the coast, right, to a student who's just starting off college. There is... Obviously, a high likelihood, or in fact, it's a fact that the billing address and delivery address won't match, right? So, you don't want to decline those customers because essentially what they're going to do is follow the path of least resistance, go to your competitor's website and make that purchase, or walk into a store, place an order, and get it shipped, right? And again, going back to the previous point I made, it's not just that one order, it's the lifetime value associated with that uh, purchase. So, relying on static rules to actually weed out fraud is a bad strategy just because fraud by its nature is dynamic. So you don't want to fight it with a static set of rules, right? Fraudsters are sophisticated; they will tweak their, uh, you know, approach, and you you want to be able to fight that with a machine learning or an automated solution as against a rules based solution. So as we progress through that stack, so moving from the marketing layer to the payments layer, when you hit the fraud layer, again, if you're using a scoring tool which relies heavily on rules. There's a high likelihood that you know your own manual review team, if you have an in-house manual review team, or the the scoring platform is recommending that you decline this transaction, right? This is based on you know a certain set of parameters, but if your manual review team is incentivized on reducing losses, there's a high incentive for them to be conservative and decline a bunch of legitimate transactions, and as it flows through the operations layer, you see a pretty large drop off from you know, 100% of traffic which came through at the top of the funnel. Uh, by the time it actually uh, heads out through fulfillment, you've seen a, a pretty large drop-off. So you want to account for that. So how Signified helps is we actually tweak each of those layers. We encourage merchants to relax some of those hard-coded filters to actually see more of that traffic, approve more of that uh, the traffic for fulfillment. And we back it up with a financial guarantee. So we actually assume liability on the merchant's front. So the merchant's no longer liable for any of those chargebacks. If they do end up resulting in fraudulent uh, chargebacks, we pay the merchant back. We make them whole. So I guess it's a win-win in the sense that there's a revenue uplift backed by a financial guarantee.
0: So it's essentially a hands off approach from the cus or merchants perspective. Signified hand handles it all. Exactly. They don't have to worry about having another team to handle it.
1: Exactly. If you think about uh, seasonality and merchants having to ramp up their internal manual review teams, either for you know weekends or overflow traffic through the holidays, this is a great example of where you know there's a predictable cost associated with your uh, revenue optimization or fraud mitigation. And you're able to actually budget for that as a CFO, right, for instance. And you're able to say, this is how much it's going to cost me through the year. Uh, and there are no, there's no volatility, volatility associated with some of those spikes.
0: Mm-hmm. And how does it help, too, um, when a merchant decides to sell across borders? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned a stat earlier that the fraud rate is relatively the same across borders, yep. but the rejection rate often yeah. doubles.
1: Great question. So, yeah, as I mentioned, the challenge is merchants typically end up shipping way less because of the fear of fraud. Right. So our research shows that cross border fraud, in fact, is flat and comparable to domestic fraud, but the rate of rejection doubles which means as merchants tend to expand their horizons and say, I want to be able to ship to Asia or Europe, et cetera, from the U.S., they're actually declining more orders because they're tentative, right? They don't want to ship an order and, you know, assume the liability associated with potential chargebacks. So they end up declining more or tightening their rules even further and declining more traffic. So I guess the takeaway on that front is, by using a solution such as Signified, an automated solution, which relies more on, you know, the network effect and the fact that we have a huge network of merchants, our data data set is much larger than an actual merchant. We're able to reliably say this is a good customer. Shannon's a good customer. Go ahead and ship this uh, good history, etc. as against that merchant because they've never seen that buyer before or they're shipping across borders and they're just nervous about, you know, shipping to a, an, an unknown address.
0: So you're seeing that, say I try to buy something from store A, but you can tell that from store B that I had some kind of fraudulent behavior or experienced a chargeback, then you're gonna flag me as exactly a fraudulent per- or yeah consumer. And I
1: think it's that oversimplifies things mm-hmm. a bit, but absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. So it's 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 a combination of various mm-hmm. factors, right? the velocity at which you place certain orders the ip address the the billing address the delivery address the issuing bank associated with your card which you used for the transaction the device which you used for your transaction etc right so we have an entire data set and we obviously enrich it with uh, you know other third party data as well so that's a comprehensive data set which helps us paint a picture of who the customer truly is and is it the person who's actually on the other side right making the
0: mm-hmm. transaction how does a commerce production platform enhance the overall customer experience?
1: Yeah, no, great question. So I guess I mentioned the phrase heightened customer experience uh, or customer expectations earlier. So I'll, I'll dive a little bit into that. So I, I think the customer today is, wants to be able to buy anywhere, pick up anywhere, return anywhere. Right. So that's that's literally what we're dealing with or merchants are dealing with. So if you think about, you know, let me take an example of a customer showing up, showing up on a website. Even the speed at which pages load has a material impact on whether the customer chooses to stay on the storefront or leave, right? So we had a recent study with uh, Yota, and they pushed out a statistic which says that, you know, it's usually the sweet spot there is around three seconds. Uh, Yota is a company who specializes in site performance. So if it's anything to do with site performance, a, a customer after three seconds will decide to pull out. Right? It's three seconds is that magic mm-hmm. number after which they feel like, okay, this page is not loading. There's something wrong with this is website.
0: That three seconds on any page on the website. Yeah, pretty okay. much.
1: Right? And if you think about it, as you progress through the journey and get closer to checkout, it's probably going to uh, actually get shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. Right? Because now you want to just get be done with it and check out. And you want to receive that uh, email in your inbox which says the order has been placed and now you're looking forward to it. Right? If you right. just place yourself in the shoes of a buyer, The journey, you've already made up your mind. You want that piece of merchandise at your doorstep as soon as possible. So this is that step which actually makes it happen, but it's also an annoying step in a a sense that you just want to be done with it and you want to actually use that Mm -hmm. uh, piece of uh, merchandise which you purchased, right? So there's a huge onus on site performance and that trickles down to every aspect of the customer journey, right? So once the order is placed, I made the point earlier, if you have an in-house manual review team, there's probably a turnaround time associated with actually reviewing the order, ensuring this is not a fraudulent transaction and shipping it out. Now, if you have a manual review team which doesn't work over the weekends, now that order is not being processed over the weekend, there's an overflow, Mm -hmm. right? Add that on to the Monday traffic, things start building up, there are unnecessary delays in fulfillment, right? And shipping and fulfillment plays a key role in how millennials and other shoppers perceive the brand, right? So if you're able to actually keep up your shipping promise, You get high marks whereas if you fail on that front now because you've charged the card customers received an email and then inevitably there's a delay because of some kind of manual review uh process that hurts your brand perception as well as the potential for that customer to come back to your storefront right so Mm -hmm. these are some various points within the customer journey where cx plays a role be it site load be it manual review fulfillment even returns if you think about post purchase. Having a seamless return experience obviously plays uh, high in, Mm -hmm. you know, on the list as well of millennials, right? Just being able to return it. I know Amazon now has opened up returns at, for instance, Kohl's or UPS Mm -hmm. stores where you can just go drop off the merchandise. You don't even have to pack it, right? Right. So I think everyone's trying to remove barriers in the buying journey. And I think Signified's no exception, right? We want to make sure that as a fraud provider, uh, you know, when we do, when we screen orders for fraud, we want to be able to do that seamlessly. Mm-hmm. without impacting the overall customer experience right
0: so talking about screening for fraud what are some of the factors that go into flagging a fraudulent purchase yeah.
1: i mean I, I know i mentioned this there are a ton of factors right it could be the velocity at which orders are placed it could be the ip the device but largely speaking i think the the biggest uh, factor at play is the network right the network of merchants we have helps us paint a good picture of whether this customer is a good customer or not. What we do at the order level is we enrich each of those orders with third-party data and our own data set. And we arrive at a decision which says, hey, merchant, you can fulfill this, no fear of fraud here, and you should ship it out as soon as possible. So the merchant can trigger their fulfillment workflows based on our decision. Mm -hmm. And when we don't, the merchant gets to, you know, obviously choose because there's the underlying liability, right? So they can choose to ship and assume the liability or not.
0: So when Signified flags it, the merchant gets notified and then someone on their end is checking or is going to manually check to see if they do want to take on the liability or not. Or did I, is that correct? Yeah, okay. potentially,
1: right? There are systematic ways to handle that as well. But yes, you're okay. right. In all probability, there's there's uh, minimal stuff on their side required to actually mm-hmm. uh, handle, I guess, handle that toll gate, if you were. But uh, in all probability, the merchant is reliant on Signified's response to actually trigger that workflow and it's automated so that orders are being processed expeditedly, right, in an expedited fashion. So there's no delay caused because of the fulfillment piece, right? Going back to your uh, question about what are some of those data elements, it could be IP, phone, address, I mentioned device, you could have multiple MacBooks at home and iPads, etc. So you want to make sure that as you transition from device to device, that information is being handed off as well, right? So uh, having some of those key elements uh, built into our risk models helps us actually give out accurate decisions.
0: So say a brand has a fraud attack, what's the first few steps they should be taking?
1: That's a great question. So we, there are a couple of things which happen, right? So when customers experiencing a fraud attack, I think there are a bunch of risk factors at play. One is obviously, they're gonna be out of the merchandise, right? They're, they're out of that, essentially there's a fraud attack in play at play. So what they have to do is uh, definitely work with their payment process. The card brands will typically monitor the fraud pressure And potentially move the merchant onto a chargeback monitoring program, depending on the card brand, be it Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Discover, etc. So I think the first thing to do is to work closely with your payment processor and actually talk to them about what mitigation strategies you're putting in place. You could work with a provider such as Signified, for instance, and say, we're going to actually weed out that fraud pressure. We're going to clean up our traffic and then we're going to bring these chargeback rates under control so that I can be weaned off of this chargeback monitoring program, for instance. So Signified can work closely with the merchant, uh, more of a consultative approach to actually help them actually get there. But I think to your point, what can they do if they're under fraud attack is, mm-hmm. typically you have to solve for the immediate problem, which is I'm under attack. So they have to tighten up some of their rules and probably cle- you know, tighten the rules so that they're being more conservative upstream, because again, they're under attack, right? And then think about, okay, what's my goal? go to strategy going forward which is how do i install an automated solution which is not rules based potentially uses machine learning etc to actually weed out fraud but then after that ensure that there's revenue uplift going back because if you think about the way fraud pressure works is post attack immediately there is going to be a lot of fraud pressure right because word has spread that the guard is down that this is an easy target so you want to make sure that you there's an incremental uplift rather than a sudden uplift. So you'll have to work with a provider to ensure that they're actually weeding out all of that fraudulent traffic, cleaning up the traffic, and then getting you to a a sustainable state going forward.
0: So what are some examples that you can share of how Signified has helped brands optimize their revenue?
1: Good question. So rather than name a few brands, I mean, I can talk about typical scenarios where Mm -hmm. Signified has helped. Uh, I believe I shared this earlier. There was one customer, a large uh, customer who actually was expanding across the pond in the UK storefront and they had to actually shut down their storefront because they were under attack. They you know, they were under attack, so they just couldn't sell online, right? Again, you know, the extreme on the case where I mentioned that merchants can be placed on a chargeback monitoring program is that Visa or MasterCard, essentially the payment gateway says that you can't accept any of these cards anymore, right? Because your fraud rates are so high, mm-hmm. right? So there are extreme cases where merchants may just have to shut down their website, I guess, temporarily to actually solve for that problem or just stop accepting certain credit cards, right? Before you get there, you want Signified to step in and actually help them, I guess, recover from such a scenario. So Signified has done that with multiple storefronts where we worked closely with the payment processor, et cetera, and stepped in and helped weed out uh, fraudulent traffic, clean up the traffic, et cetera, and then make sure that the customer is on a profitable path to, you know, returning to where they should be. Uh, There are other instances. I think the classic example is the manual uh, review overflow, right? Merchants don't want to be scaling those teams Mm -hmm. as they're growing. You don't want to scale a manual review team exponentially if if your traffic is growing exponentially, right? So you want to be able to cap those costs. So pulling in Signified and actually helping us handle their traffic ensures that either those resources can be reallocated or you don't have to hire anymore. Right, to right. account for you know either temp hires during uh, Q4 seasonality coming in etc during the holiday season etc so I think there are a number of ways in which signified helps but if you were to classify it into those three classic scenarios one is obviously solving for those uh, legitimate or rather the declines right where you're declining legitimate traffic. So the revenue uplift upstream, the the manual review, you don't have to scale your internal manual review teams. You shouldn't be building one in the first place. You should hand it off to the experts. So that's where Signified can help put a cost on that, put a cap on that. And then finally, uh, assuming liability, right? So, uh, you know, you don't want that bottom line impact. So you want to shift that liability cost away from your books. You want a predictable fraud cost spend. So those are the various ways in which Signified can help a merchant actually optimize revenue and mitigate fraud.
0: And the last thing, predicting your fraud spend, you said CFOs love oh, that. Oh yeah, so. CFOs love
1: that, because CFOs hate volatility, right? So right. They, they love that.
0: Why you signify, like why signify over some of the other providers out there?
1: Signified's the only provider in the market who protects the entire customer journey, right? So if you think about checkout through fulfillment, through post-purchase, we're the only player in the market who has, uh, you know, our commerce protection platform actually protects against all of those phases within the journey, right? uh, uh, To name our solutions, you have our guaranteed fraud protection solution which covers the checkout piece. We have the INR protection which we launched in 2019, our item not received guarantees, which covers against item not received chargebacks. So it's an extension of our guaranteed fraud protection product, except that it applies to INR chargebacks. And then you have the chargeback recovery service, which is a fully managed service where we can intelligently dispute chargebacks on your behalf, the merchant's behalf, and pick the right customers who are abusing your storefront rather than insult your true customers who are suffering with legitimate operational issues, right? So I think if you think of those three pieces, checkout, fulfillment, and post-purchase, we are the only provider who does all of that. And we have a a bunch of great brands to boast about. So I think, you know, all in all, we are the one who's offering the most comprehensive offering, you know, with the best merchants out there. So that's why you should choose Signify.
0: And you integrate with all e-commerce platforms. Absolutely. So
1: we're platform agnostic, we're payment processor agnostic. So we have, uh, you know, a rich API which you can use to integrate with pretty much any e-commerce platform and OMS setup. So uh, I think it's easy to implement, flexible. So again, all of those factors come together to create a compelling solution.
0: Great. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to mention?
1: Oh, on a personal note, uh, I know I mentioned this to you earlier. It's been 10 years since I was in Charleston. It's uh, amazing to be back. It's lost none of its charm. Thank you guys for having me here. It's, it's a great office and I'm, I enjoyed my time here. At the awesome.
0: Thanks, Fit. I appreciate it. Thanks, uh, For those of you listening, you can find all of our The Funnel episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts, really. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. But until next time, thank you.